We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Before we get started on today's episode, big ups to the members of the Patreon. Orvica, Derek Pleates, Corey Johnson Hoops, Nick Chavez, Christopher Velasquez, and Flying Ryan Pisner. I don't know if his nickname is Flying, but why not? It just flows, baby. Patreon.com slash Veterans Minimum. You guys have until Friday to join our Patreon at the $10 tier for the month of August to be eligible for the Madden 21 giveaway. Hi, Blue Wire listeners. I'm Greg Olson. I'm excited to partner with Blue Wire to bring you TE1, a podcast where I interview the tight ends who have revolutionized the position. Listen in as I have raw, in-depth conversations with the all-time greats like Shannon Sharp, Tony Gonzalez, Travis Kelsey, and George Kittle. We'll explore how the tight end position has changed over the last 60 years and what it takes to be the very best. Subscribe to TE1 from Blue Wire Studios today so you're ready for the August premiere. What's good, everybody? Welcome back to VM. I'm your host, Nick Davis at the Lame Shows, where you can find me, my guest today. What is it, four or five times you've been on now? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it's like five. S- sounds about right. Nice round number. My guy, Nick Dunbar, in here. Nick Dunbar, 718, Young Teddy in the building. Actually, I'm in your building because we're doing it at your crib. So if you guys hear a train passing every 24 seconds, <laughs> it's because I'm in. You're in the trenches, I'm dog. in the trenches right now. Nah, but we're we're working on some stuff behind the scenes, so I figured I'd pull up to his crib, and uh, it's also closer to a story of what I got to do some stuff later. Anyway, giving out too much information. Bro, yesterday was wild. Yeah. Yesterday was super wild. A lot of NBA today, if you guys didn't see in the title, but yo, walk me through. Tell me tell me what was going through your mind yesterday with you. First of all, the boycott with, with Milwaukee. So, it's interesting. I was talking to my uncle about it. Um uh, because the Raptors were the first team that had came out and said and spoke on um, the shootings and what were going on and, you know, said that they potentially could boycott one of their games. And my uncle and I, um, we know how progressive they are, right? When they pulled into the bubble at first to have that uh, Black Lives Matter all over the decals, all over their buses and stuff. Um, their president of basketball operations is from... I don't want to misspeak. He's from an African country, though. He's from over there. I forget. Remember that uh, he had that run-in at the um, the finals? Yeah. That had just taken place. 
So they're very in Golden State. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So they're very aware and with the times, of he's, course. Obviously, uh, he's Nigerian. There you go. Yeah, there Masai you go. Ujiri, by the way. Yes, yes, Masai Ujiri. That, that's that as the, well. That's the the name I was looking for. Um, so, but we, I'm getting sidetracked. The point I was trying to make is the one team that it would make sense to boycott the game would be the Bucks because they play that it, it took place in Milwaukee, about like an hour from where they play their home games. Yeah. And um, no surprise though, a little bit of a surprise, yeah. And I thought once the Bucks did it, all the teams would fall in line. Of course, it, rightfully so. Um, I was surprised a little bit, but also it, it, it made sense, you know. Um, unity they all came together a lot of them the point that they were trying to make was that you know if you can't hear or see what they were trying to do in terms of them voicing their opinions and you know their concerns as to what's going on with the police brutality you don't have the right to cheer for us and watch us play mm. so i think that that was the the gist of it you know what was the craziest part about yesterday it was four years after cap took the knee exactly to the day that, yo when i yeah. read that when i read that tweet bro i started like tripping i was like yeah. yo i got chills yeah. and, and whatnot and yo i want to say he did that in wisconsin was it against the packers i think when cap took the knee it was in wisconsin knee game let me pull that up this is high level uh, yeah, podcasting sure. right now just to make yeah it was against the packers no bro. way yeah san francisco 49ers quarterback did not stand during the anthem during a preseason game against the packers so i'm pretty sure that wow. nobody said that wow so if you like threw up a tweet right now it'd probably go viral nah i saw that people people tweeted that it happened on the same day no, that I knew, but I'm talking about the place it being, uh, Wisconsin. that it's taking yeah, place in yeah. Wisconsin. That's pretty wild now. Like, Damn, that's crazy. So, yeah, when I saw that, that was the first thing that went through my mind. I was like, yo, that's crazy on the same day, right? Like, yo, you know, you know what's cool about sports, man? Networks and, and promotion companies and, like, big budget movie companies, they try to come up with storylines and shit. To like make a movie, right, right, or like sports, it just you know, happens every naturally. Day. Like right. naturally, it just right. like happens. You know, like a guy fucking. Remember when uh, the pitcher for the Marlins died? Yes, Jose, Jose Fernandez. Fernandez. And then that next day, like D Gordon hit a home run. Yeah, and like he never hits home runs yeah, and shit. Yeah, like, yeah. There's there's something about it that's so crazy. Yo, also staying with the Bucks, and I put this out on Patreon. I did like a little rant and exclusive on there. If you guys want to check that out. Yo, the Bucks had a dude on their team, Sterling Brown, a couple years ago. Remember he had the incident with, with the, the police? Yes, 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 I do so remember So I think the Bucks doing it, not only was it because it was in their backyard, like you said, I think it was like 45 minutes to an hour from where they play their home games in Milwaukee. It also happened to one of their fucking teammates, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that... They can relate. That really hits They, they can relate, absolutely, right. So... Yeah, man, it was nuts. It was nuts. It it all happened so fast. But you're right, though. On when one team did it, they all especially the NBA seems like more of a brotherhood than any of the other sports. Like mm -hmm. all these guys play together, and hang out, play in the hang Olympics out. together. They have AAU teams together. They train in the off season. Right. Like they all go to LA and shit. Those secret like pickup games, they or they go, go to, to the, the Mamba the, Academy. And right. Train they with Kobe they do and, all yeah. this shit together. And sure, they're competitive and whatnot, but. It's it's a very friendly league. And mm -hmm. then when you saw the Bucks do it, then you knew everyone was going to follow suit. I mean, when the report came out that the uh, the Rockets' Thunder were going to postpone, it was like, yeah, I mean, yeah. after the Thunder tied the series, mm -hmm. really good series, by yeah. the way. And because, an impactful game, right? <clears throat> so they tied the series, and then Chris Paul is the first thing he says and talks about is like the Jacob Blake thing. Yeah. And then Breonna Taylor, he's been super outspoken about that. But also, he's the president of the Players Union. Yeah, he is. So, he's head honcho for that. Right. And um, Chris Paul and Westbrook, they're friends. They go back because they're on Jordan brand together, too. So, right away, they show those those videos of them, like, talking in the hallway. Like, mm -hmm. they already knew. Like, Westbrook was in his outfit because he was getting some... Uh, he was getting reps in because that was going to be his first game back. He was nursing that hamstring injury or that groin injury. Right. So he was doing like a pregame workout, but Chris Paul wasn't even dressed. So I feel like they already had come to a conclusion once that, you know, the Bucks weren't coming out for a game that, you know, they spoke and they already knew that, that they weren't going to play. And then obviously if they do so, then LeBron playing the last game, yeah. they weren't going to play. Yeah. So they postponed games five 
right? For both the Bucks, the Thunder. And and more so like the Thunder Rocket series was the biggest one because that one's like close. The other ones like Damian Lillard's they no were gonna end the Blazers. Yesterday. So they like were those were end, all yeah. gonna end yesterday. But they said that they were gonna boycott and then players decided today, I mean, about a half hour before we started recording and when I pulled up to your crib I got the alert that they're gonna resume the playoffs and I kinda expected that to happen. Mm-hmm. But also I think yesterday was such a monumental day in sports because a yeah, lot of historic. a lot of NFL teams canceled practice. A lot of uh, baseball baseball guys sat out too. Baseball the games. Mariners, the Mariners post, uh, yeah. boycotted. The Brewers and boycotted. They were playing the Reds. Um, I don't think there was any hockey games because a lot of the games happened in the afternoon. Yeah. So it was while it was all going on and while the boycotting was going on. The Yankees played both of their games. They played in Atlanta. But yeah, for the most part, most teams did did partake in, in the boycotting, which was was pretty wild. What do you think of... So the Clippers and Lakers said that they were going to dip. Yeah. And then they changed their mind. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, no, you're absolutely right. But what I was going to say was I read a report that was just a, uh, they called a poll test to see what the rest of the teams were doing. Uh, so to do, to be, I guess. Show not, their hand. Right. Gotcha. The Clippers and Lakers were the only team that voted no because they wanted to see where the rest, that's why they had a, they had like a rough, a rough meeting last night. Everyone had gathered like a board of governors, you know, they gathered last night and then the final decision was going to be made this morning. That's where they all decided this morning that the season was going to resume. Yeah, do you think the rest of them were like, "Yo, yeah, I don't want to play." All right, cool. Mavs, Portland, you advance. Yeah. So and then and then they kind of they kind of they might have maybe checked them. This is all speculation, by the way, as far absolutely. as that, but I'm just saying like the rationale behind it. Right. It, no, it, it makes sense and it's it's a fair question to ask. So yesterday actually with Josh, our buddy Josh, I was talking to him about it. Um and we were saying how if you look at the headlines, it says Bucks boycott. It didn't see anything about the Magic. So Josh and I were like, "Is it a forfeit? Like, do the Magic get the win?" Well, so here's the thing, right? The Bucks players went to them, okay, and the Magic were like, "Yo, we don't accept your forfeit. We don't want to take a okay. win." Like I didn't that. read that. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Because if you look at the headlines, it's Bucks forfeit or Bu- Bucks boycott. boycott. Yeah, it didn't say anything because if you look at the Rockets and Thunder, yeah. Well, here's the thing: they agreed. So yeah. it was like Rockets. Thunder agreed to boycott, and in the first game, it didn't say anything about the Magic. It just mm-hmm. said Bucks boycott, right? Yeah, yeah, Doesn't that look yeah, bad yeah, yeah, for yeah, the Magic? Yeah. No, no, you're right. But also, it would look worse if they were to accept a forfeit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right? Oh, boy. oh, yeah. If yeah, they were yeah, to be like, bad. all right, yo, that's a dub. Yeah. It's 3 2 in the series. People would be like, yo, how the fuck do you do yeah, that? You're not standing that's, up that's, for this cause that absolutely. we're fighting. They're going to get they had that. They had that uh, mass shooting, huge mass shooting years ago. Yeah. Uh, fuck. What was the place? It, it, was at the, um, it was at the nightclub. They had the um, the gay nightclub. The gay nightclub, yeah, yeah where yeah. they shot it up. Oh, yep. not, not Parkland. Was it Parkland? Fuck, dude. Unfortunately, Parkland was a different situation, but this one was uh, in Orlando, Florida. Pulse nightclub. A gay nightclub in Orlando, Florida. Uh police department officers shot and killed after three hour standoff yeah. 49 people died 53 wounded mass shooting yeah. yeah yeah so it does it does sort of hit home with with the magic too but it, it is a little different because that was you know the buck situation was like they were protesting the police officers doing that where right. like this was just like some lunatic on the streets fucking yeah. running wild but you know I think I think this also showed you the kind of pull that Giannis has too. Yeah. Cuz yo know, when the alpha dog talks people listen, right? When LeBron was like yo, we're going to play. Remember Patrick Beverly came out, he's like, "Hey man, listen. Everyone want to hold out and shit. It's cool, but if the king speaks, then we're going to ball." 100%. So like when LeBron takes a stand, when Giannis, you don't think the Bucks guys cuz Apparently, the guy that spearheaded this was George Hill, and I'm pretty sure if if Giannis was to be like, nah, yo, we're going to play, I think they, they ultimately would have played. 1,000%. And then George Hill would have gotten traded by the end of next year. Like, that's <laughs> right. just, yeah, that's, that's how, how it would goes. go. Yeah. That's how it would go when, when you're an alpha. Now, I think that um, I had no doubt in my mind that they would finish the season, Um because a lot, not that, not, this sounds really stupid to say, because I, I was going to say, like, a lot went into putting the bubble together. Who cares? Like, this is way bigger than that, way bigger than basketball, like they say. But the point I'm trying to make is they all agreed, 
if they were going to go forth with the season, they were going to use this as a stage and a platform to speak out on social injustices and stuff yeah. like that. So not that it would be counterproductive for them to cancel the rest of the season, but I feel like it'd be going back on what they all decided to do and the message they were trying to deliver in the first place. Right. You know, use this as a platform to speak out. The names on the back of the jerseys, uh, the Breonna Taylor, um, the shooting with Breonna Taylor, um, you know, just all the stuff that's going on right now. I think that they decided to go forth with the season to bring light to that and shed light to that for people that aren't familiar as to what's going on. And also to just, I guess, make a point and show the power that they have by boycotting yesterday. You know, I saw a lot of love being shown to Kyrie. Oh, yeah. And Kyrie said this back in June. He was on a conference call with, I think it was like 70 or 80 players. And it was big names there. It was like Donovan Mitchell was on it. Chris Paul, Melo was on it. Uh, Durant was on it, too. And then people like, yo, even Woj. And I love Woj. Woj has become a term. Like, Woj bomb is like an actual term. Oh, yeah. When he drops like a crazy breaking news. But Woj was like, yo, he's a disruptor to what the NBA is trying to do. And then, like, other people were like, yo, he's crazy because, you know, Kyrie's kind of, like, he's very outspoken and, like, outthinking, if that's even a term. But, like, he, you know, he, he said, like, the flat earth thing before. Yeah. He's also been a guy who's gotten a lot of heat for, like, being a cancer in locker rooms, right? Like, right. how do you leave LeBron James when you're playing into June every single season and then you want your old team and then you go to Boston and, like... You completely disappeared in that Bucks series a couple years ago, and then you're asking them to guard Giannis, where it's like, no, bro, you shouldn't be guarding Giannis, and right. then you completely no-showed. So he he's a guy who has always had people, like, soured on him. So you want to know something? Like, and this, like, resonated with me. Someone said this to me a while ago. People like to label what they don't know. Like, if they're unfamiliar with it, they feel like, especially us as Americans, have to label it mm. if they're not, like, familiar with it. So Kyrie is someone that, like, people don't know what you're going to get with him. Like, he speaks out, he says crazy stuff, leaves LeBron. He realizes now that I was a big mistake, obviously, morning. But, like, they don't know what you're going to get, the flat earth thing. Like, the way his mind works, it's different. It's not, like, a normal professional you're taught do this say this these are what you this is what you say in the interview you can't say too much don't be too controversial and here he is on the other end so people feel like they have to label him oh yeah he's a black sheep he's a cancer he's yeah. a this he's a that there's no you know what i mean well i think it's because it's a shock to your system when you're unique and you're different right that too because that when you don't have bro i'll tell you i've sat in some meetings especially as of late with the show of the growth and with the growth of the show, the show, the growth. <laughs> uh, I've sat in some meetings, bro, and I'm being asked to like speak and whatnot. And right off the bat, I stand out because I talk mad different. Like I talk not the proper way I should be. Right. All right I drop an f bomb mm -hmm. by accident. It just happens. You know, I'm not trying to be like. You know, thought provoking. So you're from New York too. It's part of you. It, yeah, it's just like regular lingo, you know. And yeah. I, I said, "Oh, that's dope." Or I yeah. said, "Oh, lit," you know. Like I'll say stuff like that, and it and it, you stand out, right? Like I'm having one of uh, one of the members of Blue Wire. I'm having her come on the show, and she's like a she's like a higher up at the company. And like I was in a conference call with her one time, and she dropped the f bomb, and I was just like, "Oh, dope!" Like you have my attention. Yeah, because it's not like by the book. It's not, Absolutely. you know, uh, right down the line. It's like, nah, yo, you're a little bit. You stand out. So right. when Kyrie says shit like that, like he stands out. All all of those athletes get media training, right? How yeah. to conduct an interview and 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 you know answer questions and stuff like that. So if he does something that's out of the ordinary, here comes the money. Here we go, money talks. Here comes the money. Man, oh man, would Sundays blow if it wasn't for the NFL. And Sunday, Sunday, Sundays are coming back in the NFL. With NFL Sunday Ticket.tv, you can stream every live, out-of-market NFL game every Sunday afternoon on your favorite devices. Plus, Red Zone and DirecTV Fantasy Zone channels. Never miss your favorite teams and players again. Yo, the Fantasy Zone channel is super duper fire i know everyone's familiar with red zone and that's super lit but fantasy zone channel is popping because it'll it allows you to put in the players on your fantasy team and anytime they do something productive you'll get an alert for it right on the screen it's pretty dope no matter where you live nflsundayticket.tv is your key to the most 
glorious Sundays ever. Use promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to get 15% off your subscription. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use promo code BLUEWIRE. That's why podcasts have blossomed. Because when you do a podcast, there's no time restraint. There's no PR like in the back of the room like, oh, yo, speed it up. Mm -hmm. Right? Like I don't have eight questions to ask. It's like, yo, you kind of lay back. You let your guard down too. That's what the big appeal is with podcasts because... When, especially me personally, when I when I do interviews and I have conversations, I, I rarely put anything together because I yeah. know what I'm going to talk to the person about. Right. I know who the person is. I know their background. Sure, like I'll do some research that I have, but I, I never have a piece of paper. And I spoke about this at nauseum before because in the beginning when I was transitioning into this, like I would have questions prepared. Like I would come to you right now and even though you're my boy, I come with like seven, eight questions to ask you. And then I realized that you would talk and you would ask me questions and I would completely ignore it because I was so worried about getting my next question in. Right. Whereas it becomes more natural. And the appeal with podcasting is that you can sit back. Like I said, let your guard down. Have some beers. Yeah. Hear a voice crack like you just heard. Mm-hmm. And then the conversations go in so many different ways. This is dope. Yeah, like sitting on the couch like this. Oh, like dude, I, I've, I was gonna say like when when you do get the studio and you and you and you get all that, you should definitely have something like this. Whereas obviously you want to do the the desk and kind of like a like you're doing almost like an interview. Yeah, is is cool. Like when you bring someone like a, a high name up or like a, someone from like a board or something like that. Yeah, but then if you get like me or you get like an athlete or something, I'm sure they'd want to like just oh, the, chill and kick well, it. Well, like, the plan the plan that I have is I'm always I want to have a couch set up like yeah. this. With and a coffee I, table. Yeah, yeah. And I also want to have, like, the desk, like, the proper look. And I'm going to tell them, like, how do you want to record? There you go. Give them the option. With my friends, I'm probably always going to be on the couch. Yeah, of course. But with, like, others, I'm going to be like, oh, we have the option of both. You want to chill? You want to lay back? However you want to do it. Yeah. But I think going back to Kyrie, to circle back, you're right. They do get the media training. But they also, like, they beat around the bush. Like, they never, like, really tell you. Dude, you can't really tell someone how you feel. Because you're going to get heat for it. And then yeah. when you don't tell them how you feel, you're going to get heat for it. And and they're going to keep asking you questions to try and get it out of you. The, I hate... What's the most iconic... Let me ask you this one. And I'm going to have you thinking right now. And it's it's not... It might not be fair because I already have the answer to it. What's the most iconic interview in the last 10 years in sports? And I'll give you a hint. And it happened after a game. Oh, the Richard Sherman with there Aaron you Andrews. Go. I, yeah. I knew, I knew you were, I knew you were yeah. thinking that. Me, I was thinking the Mike Tyson ones, but those were like Tony. Yeah, 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 those yeah. are like insane. But, but why yeah. I mentioned that one is because like emotion. that was raw emotion, bro. You just, you just made the biggest play of your career to send your team to a Super Bowl against your rival, mm-hmm. and you put a mic in front of them. Literally, like, oh, how do you feel, Sherm? Like, not even five minutes later. It's like, bro, what do you mean, how do I feel? He just took off his helmet. Of course I'm going to act a fool because yeah, I'm yeah. still in that environment. Yep. I didn't go to the locker room. I didn't take a shower. I didn't talk with my teammates and the players. You didn't get to cool down. And, and, yeah. and the coaches. I didn't get to cool down. The adrenaline is still flowing. It's on 120 out of 100. It's like, yeah, that's why you're going to get, well, I'm the best corner in this game. You try me with a sorry-ass receiver like Crabtree. That's, that's what you're going to get. Yeah. And then Aaron Andrews is over there. I felt bad she for her. I was yeah. like, yo, like, what can you, what can you say? But yeah. that's what happens, right? Like, people want that. People want real. People want authenticity. I think Draymond Green is a fantastic interview. Like, that dude's yeah. pretty raw and uncut yeah. as well. And when you get that from Richard Sherman, it's like, oh, he's a villain. He's a bad guy. He was getting called a thug, too. And it's like, yeah. well, first of all, you don't do your research because dude had like a 3.9 and he GPA went to Stanford. from Stanford. Right, 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 right. You know? And like Stanford also, one thing that I that I learned throughout the years is like Stanford, Notre Dame, those schools, like if you get, if you play there, you're playing there because of your grades. Oh, 100%. It's not like 100%. It's not like some of those schools where like dudes have like a, a 1.8 GPA but they, they curve around it. But yeah. like, yo, you're a five-star recruit. I bet. Let's get you in there. Mm-hmm. It's completely different with with those schools. So, again, going back to Kyrie and going back to these guys that are outspoken and they're controversial. I don't even I feel I feel like it's it's bad that I'm saying controversial cuz right. I was trying to it's think just, of another word. Yeah, I can't think of another word. And but, it's not even an outcast either. 
Nah, it's just I, like, yo, you're just going against the herd. And going, going against the green, right. Yeah, right, right, right. like everyone's going this way. Like you're just saying something different. So I I think I think it was dope what they did. And and they're using their platform to, to put out a message. Yeah. And like you said, they're showing the power that they have. They all come together. They make a decision. They're not gonna keep. They're not gonna keep standing for this. They're not gonna keep saying, "Okay, yeah, we hear you guys," and then not show anything for it. Like these shootings and this stuff is still happening. So uh, they're trying to do something, and I, I think they're gonna also do something too. Like I don't know what, but if the if they're gonna continue the season on with the playoffs, but I feel like they still have something in store. Like they're gonna do maybe like after the game or before the game, where they're gonna take up time period and they're gonna reflect and they're also gonna speak on it. They're all gonna come out. They will. I you think both teams will gather at half court or something like that. I, I think they're gonna have something yeah. planned because they know it's it's gonna it's the same thing that happened with um with the George after the George Floyd situation after they continued to continue on with the season. Okay, yeah, yeah, we hear you. The protesting is is conti- is continuing on. The protesting stopped. The season continued on. Everyone's continuing to watch basketball, and now this happens again. Mm-hmm. And still, nothing has happened. It's the same thing that's happening that was happening once before. I know they have something in store. All right, let's uh, let's pivot a little bit. Initially, when I hit you up to have this conversation, like it was Lucas season. Oh yeah, bro, he is unbelievable. He really is. is. He the best player in the league right now? No, that's LeBron James. You saw? I mean, you but saw like LeBron- how 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 close to. To the top seed is he? I would put him in the top five. I absolutely would put him in the top five, one thousand percent. I mean, a lot of people got carried away because he played his best game of his career. He's twenty-one years old. Yeah, twenty. I can't. I still can't wrap my mind around that he's twenty-one years old. That's insane. Played on one leg without his Robin against the big bad Clippers team, which you know I have my thoughts for them. Yeah, they, they've been underachieving one hundred percent. Yeah, they haven't been playing to their potential. We'll get. We'll get. We'll get to them a little. Right. Bit, right. But. We'll stay on the Luca topic. Um, yeah, he just, he's out of this world and he's been a pro since he's 15, 16 years old. So, I mean, people, obviously you could be surprised by his performance, but he was literally born into this. You know, he's been training for that situation for forever. Well, not forever, but for the last six years. Yeah, dude, it's again, I think a lot of people were saying like, yo, how do he fall in the draft? How do people not take him? How come people didn't see this coming? It's like, bro. There's still a stigma of the Euro guy. The European players, right. And I think there always will be one. Like, you're so, not even European, just the international players. Like, you're soft, you're more finesse than you are uh, technical, and you're not, like, a, a a powerhouse, you're not a speed guy. Like, you're all finesse, you know? Like, you think of Ginobili, you think of Dirk, mm-hmm. you know? Like, you're the soft Euro when you're coming in, right? Yeah. But that's changed, man, because the game has evolved. It's tough. Bro, if you Luke do... is so tough. Like... Fucking two of the top five players in the league are international guys, right? Like yeah. you got Kawhi, LeBron, and who else? Harden, Harden, American, and then you got Giannis and Luca. Giannis and Luca, like yeah. that's forty percent, yeah. right? And then you just look and across AD, the league. It's arguable, but yeah, I'd put him in my top five. Let's just but to keep that as an example, right? right. Like you look at the Raptors last year; they had Siakam, they had Ibaka, they had Gasol. Um, we just you know Giannis is Greek. Like yeah. Luca, KP, even mm-hmm. it's it, it, the game has changed. It's more international. Embiid, yeah, right. Embiid, uh, Simmons. I know weirdly enough played for like the Australian team. Mm-hmm. Like it's the game has evolved and the game has changed, but there's still a stigma of you're a Euro guy. You're coming in, and also like no one watches European basketball. Why would you when the best shit is here? Yeah, so you don't watch. I was lucky enough, and again, I, I've said this before and I'll say it again. I was lucky enough that I got to watch Luca play a couple games. Not many, like two, three games, because he played in the Champions League. He played in the second best league in Europe. That's something to be said, too, though. Yeah. The second best league in the world. In There's the still world. some talented people. Right, right. People you're, who don't make the NBA you're, are going you're, there. You're playing with professionals. Right. You're not playing with dudes that are going to be doctors and fucking teachers exactly. in, in six months, like Aiton was, yeah. right? To use Aiton as an example. And it was also like Bagley mm-hmm. as well. So. With Luca, man, he was MVP. He was young. He was battle tested, right? Like, yo, you're 18 and you're the MVP in the second best league in the world. Like, mm-hmm. my bad, bro, but I'm gonna take you over the guy that wins the fucking Wooden Award. Right, right, right. Yeah. So, 
he still hasn't like you, you he hasn't hit his apex and look he misses that shot we're probably having a different conversation they're up 3-1 but it's like the balls to take that shot honestly even if he did miss that shot the fact that he kept them in the game cuz i thought they were going to lose when they blew that they were up they were controlling the game the whole yeah, time yeah. until the until the last minute and 30 seconds last 90 seconds of the game Kawhi yeah, went. You, yeah, Kawhi went buck. You knew the Clippers were going to make their move. Yeah, and they withstood. They withstood the the run because basketball is a game of run. So the Clippers made their run, tied the game. They got into overtime, and then Luka just took over in the overtime. Tim Hardaway made some big shots. Some guys played big off the bench, but that was Luka the whole way. He controlled the game, controlled the tempo. He was he was playing point guard, so he was bringing the ball up, controlling the whole game, controlled the whole game, the entire game when they were up. Once they took that lead and they were up, they carried it the whole way. And I I just think that. Like you said, he hasn't hit it. He's nowhere near his peak yet. He's only going to get better. What, in another five years, he's only 25, 26 years old? Yeah. That's like your prime. Yeah. Yeah, like if you think of LeBron. It's mind-blowing. And we've had we've had this debate back and forth. Like I think I think peak LeBron, and I know the numbers might like go in your favor because you said peak LeBron was 2018. 2018 when they lost, yeah. I think peak LeBron as far as like the team he was on and like his level of play maybe collectively you said in miami right was when they won like 27 games in a row 26 remember yeah. that run they went i think it was when the, he was on miami yeah he was on the heat yeah but i think it was during oh, fuck was it their first title run or their second i think it might have been the second one i think it was the second i think it was when they when ray allen hit the shot against when the, spurs. They beat the spurs right um man that was lebron at like i agree his 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 physical. That's like what I mean. Shape. Like his his yes. physical apex and, and was also, that he was a different killer when he was yeah. on the Heat. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the best basketball play LeBron has ever played in his career, I think, was in that 2018 season. Yeah, that's very he fair. Average a triple double in the finals. Yeah. He was just on another another level. Well, I think that game one that he played against them was like the most impressive finals game I've seen. Yeah. Like he dead ass willed them. Yeah. That was fucking wild. That was super impressive when that happened. But going back to Luca, is it like what do you think his ceiling is? Because I asked Chris this question about two weeks ago, and I was like, "Yo, you could build a roster right now, only for the next five years. Are you going with Giannis? Or are you going with Luca?" I said. I said Luca because I feel like he could make, he could elevate other guys better. I, that's that's a great point. I was just gonna say. So with Giannis, the way the Bucks play, they have the traditional point guard that starts, but Giannis a lot of the times plays point forward. And what do they do? They surround four shooters around him. So that's kind of like what LeBron does, where like you're almost limited. LeBron, yes, brings the best out of you. But when Kevin Love, I'm getting a little off topic, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna make a point here. When Kevin Love got traded to the Cavs. He was a walking double double, mm-hmm. twenty points, twenty rebounds on on a on a average night. He was a beast in in, in Minnesota. He was, yeah, yeah. When he got traded to Cleveland, he became a spot up shooter, strictly spot up shooter in the corner baseline, maybe on the wings. He became a spot up shooter because playing with LeBron, you have to you have to adapt, you adjust your game. Similar with Giannis with the Bucks, everyone's really a shooter around here. You know, you have Eric Bledsoe, he's a scoring point guard, but his his ceiling is is limited and low because of Giannis, right? He can't really blossom and play how he wants to play. Luka, on the other hand, if you go and you play with Luka, he runs the one, but he always makes the right basketball play. Right. Right, he's involved, he's passing the ball, he's rebounding. You know, he'll play off the ball a little bit. He'll play off the ball a little bit. I mean, Giannis does too, but Luka, I feel like, makes you better. Makes you a better player. And like you said, it, it, he sees more. What, what did you say before? You said he, um, what did you just say? Like, he, he makes he makes average players good, good players great. Yeah, it, it's fair. Giannis does the same thing, but it's just his play style. Luka's play style is more fit for, I guess, making a, a teammate better as opposed to Giannis, where Giannis just, like, puts his imprints on the game and just dominates, where... If you look, yeah, Luka had an insane 42-point triple-double. But if you look at the box score, Curry had 25 off the bench efficiently shooting. I mean, that's a shooter. Trey Burke, 
ball dominant player, a, a efficient game off the bench, scoring, shooting as well. But yo, I also think of it like this: like he's making those guys relevant. Yes, like bro, Trey Burke's been on how many teams? Yeah, he was on the Knicks too. Mm-hmm. He's a journeyman, right? And he's making these guys. Tim Hardaway Jr. Now is like, I also like Kleber. Like Kleber reminds me of a guy that just like he reminds me of Zach Collins in the sense where like they're just like smart basketball players. They're at the right place at the right time. They don't like overstep their boundaries. Finney Smith they, played well too. Yeah. yeah, a lot of those guys game elevated, and Luca elevated those guys' games. I'm still waiting for someone on the Bucks to have a wild game and help Giannis out. Middleton, another fellow, uh, you know, that would be I guess Giannis's Robin. Yeah, he was an All Star with him. He's been laying duds throughout the playoffs. I know it's early; it's the first round, but we're I waiting. I said it when they gave him that contract. That's gonna yeah. be the reason why Giannis leaves. Yeah. Because Giannis is going to look, if they get bounced at, at some point where, you know, I'm still going to s- stay true to that. I, I think that he beat them. Right. I'm not going to back down from that. And and also this, Luka has the killer instinct. I've yet to see that in Giannis. Yeah. Last yeah, year was a big that. game against the Raptors. We've talked He was about hiding that. in the corner, and it was Middleton and Bledsoe operating at the top of the key with the ball, and Giannis was in the corner hiding. You know, you could go back and you could watch the, the footage. Luka, Luka... A lot of people get rattled in that situation too. Montrez Harrell gets in Lucas' face, starts talking shit to him, and he just like waves it off. And like a lot of people Yo, get how'd rattled. How do you feel about that? Uh, I, I mean, in light with in 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 comparison to in in light to what's going on right now, um, I don't think it was the, a wise choice of words to say white boy. I'm, I'm not going to make a big deal about it. It's really not that big of a deal. But if you put the shoe on the other foot and Lucas says that to Montrez Harrell, yeah. you know, Lucas is canceled. He, he's canceled. He's suspended. His endorsements are gone. Right. Exactly. Yo. But you, but you get into it. You get heated. Talking trash. Yo, I so th- it, 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 I was okay with it. He went back. He apologized to him. Let's right, play right, ball. Right. Like, and, and if Lucas is okay with it, then everyone else who's going to speak on it, should the be. cancel culture, everyone should be okay with it. Nah, because that's you. between two athletes competing at a high level and a meaningful playoff game. Yeah. You know? So it, yeah, it, it yeah. is what it is. There's some things that are said. Listen, man. I think a lot of people have never played sports. Right. That are complaining about that. Right. Because... You hear and say some wild shit that you probably normally wouldn't say. I'm not look. I'm not saying to like drop certain words that'll get you canceled. Right. I'm not telling you to drop like the n word and shit. Like yeah. no, that's an extreme. But I'm saying like, oh, you a bitch or bitch ass. You know, yeah. like I've said that too. Like when yeah. I'm playing, bro. We played. I've told this story on my Twitch stream before. My junior year in high school, we played a school in Staten Island, McKee. Staten Island, one of the race capitals of the world. Yeah. The weekend before we played them. They played Watley High School. Do you remember Watley High School? I do. So Watley High School, just for those of you listening that don't know that school, they're a school in Harlem that didn't have football. But what they did have was there was like this loophole where they were able to get kids from like 12 different high schools in the borough of Manhattan that didn't have high school football. And they had like a powerhouse team. The coach was a former NFL player. Washington was his last name. I forgot his first name. He played in the league. And all of a sudden, they have, like, their offensive line was a D1 offensive line. Like, two kids played at Syracuse. The other kid played at Rutgers. The other kid played at, like, Michigan. It was crazy. And that weekend, excuse me, the weekend before we played them, people, like, vandalized the bench for the visiting team. So, like, there was the N-word, the F-word. Oh, wow. There was, like, you know, saying crazy shit to them, right? So, the next week, we were the first home game for McKee High School. Channel 7 was there. Channel 5 was there. CBS. Yeah. And they were, like, they interviewed my coach. And it was crazy. And, like, that week, my buddy Stefan, who I've had on the podcast before, he had a trial with the Tampa Bay Bucks. We had a play where... uh if it was an audible to the C gap on the right hand side, it was called crazy, right? C gap for C and then R for the right hand side. And then we had clear for the left hand side. So for that week, he's like, yo, they have a linebacker. He's a white dude. That audible is going to be cracker. <laughs> so I'm uh, over there. I'm over there. Clearly white. And I'm going cracker, cracker. And I'm pointing at the linebacker. And they just like looked at me. Like, oh, what yeah. The hell? They yeah, were so yeah. like. That would make them uncomfortable. That right. made them mad uncomfortable. Right, right, right. But like, yo, you've said like crazy shit when you're playing a sport. I think a lot of people that were outraged. And like, yo, honestly, I think the way Luca handled it was perfect. Yeah. Like you said, I couldn't agree with you more. Like, yo. If I call you an asshole and like 20 people are offended, if you come up to me like, 
yo, man, it was, you know, heat of the moment. It's cool. I accept. And I come back to you. I'm like, yo, my bad, yo. I apologize. Like, that shouldn't matter to anyone else. No, it really shouldn't. So, with Luca, the way he handled that, I thought I thought it was great. He was like, yo, man, look, heat of the moment. Like, it could have been worse. It is what it is. Let's just move on from it. Yeah. You got, like, the co- you got like college basketball analysts talking on it, like Doug Gottlieb. You had... uh. It's that crazy guy, the guy, the New York guy, uh, what's his name? He's got white hair, the heavy New York accent. I'm so confused. I, he's a, he's a, not a reporter. He, uh, I forget his name. What is he on? Is he on ESPN? No, he, he does like his own thing now. He's like, he's crazy. He's got the heavy ass New York accent. Heavy, heavy New York accent. And he was like speaking on it. He's like, oh, what's his name? I'm going to get his name really quick because it's going to drive me nuts. Um, but my friend was sending videos on it i have no idea Nah, but i know like, michael rapaport oh rapaport yeah, yeah. Rappaport. i always forget his name yeah he was talking he was speaking on it like bro you probably never stepped foot on a field or a court ever you don't yeah, know what it's like to talk to talk trash or you know i don't know i thought it was uh, i thought it was really overblown and and ultimately when they embraced before that one game i'm sure Montrez harrell was probably like yo man heat of the moment it is what it is. And Luca right. was like, yo, bro, it's all good. I'm going to just give you 40 right now. <laughs> That's yeah, what he yeah. did. All right, yo, let's, let's wrap up with this, man. I want to ask you a couple of questions on this. Um, what do you think is... Uh, so the only series that we know of for certain is Raptors-Celtics. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about that series? Where do you see it going? Because, you know, at the time that we're recording, we still need the Thunder Rockets to conclude. We need the Lakers Blazers to conclude, which that's going to end because Damian Lillard left the bubble to yeah. go get knee surgery. Hats off to him, y'all. Hell of a run. Right, right. Uh, he's He's been my favorite basketball player for a while now, and I'm happy that, like, last, like, 18 months he's gotten, like, the national recognition. I'm still taking him over Luka, too, by the way. You're taking Dame over Luka? Yeah. Why are you surprised? I'll see a lot of people get carried away. Luca played the game of his career. Nah, nah, nah. You forget that Lillard averaged sixty for like a week nah, and carried I get his that. team into I get the playoffs. That. Like, I don't know about that one. Well, also, my question was over like the next five years. Would yeah, you still, still take Dame? Still remains to be seen. I, I want to see more out of Luca. They shut him down last game. Back to reality, you go. Dame's playing hurt. I don't want to use as as an excuse, but I mean, look at the runs they both had going in, into the into the into the playoffs. Dame was outplaying him. Who do you think is on a better team? Oh, that's a good question. Probably Dame. I think Dame, Probably too. Probably Dame. Yeah. yeah, it'd be fair to say he's Dame. Um, especially Dame right now, too, because Porzingis isn't even playing. Right. You know, CJ's playing hurt, but the, yeah, talent-wise, definitely the Blazers over the Mavs. Um, yeah, so the Raptors and Celtics, that's tough. That's so tough. Two really good, well-coached defensive teams. Um, Nick Nurse is everything Brad Stevens should have been. Yeah, it should have been. He still. Nah, I know, but like, yo, listen, there were there were when he came into the league from Butler, there was a lot of crazy talk about Brad Stevens. Like, yo, he's the next he's still, Popovich. He's still a great coach. Nah, he's I get young that. Too. I get that. I get that. But like, teams were gonna give up two first round picks to get him. Like Doc Rivers, you know, he had gotten traded from Boston with like first round picks in yeah. return. So, yo, like, I get it. I get it. And what he did that year when, when no Kyrie and no Gordon Hayward to get him to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah. And they went, what, six or seven games against mm-hmm. the Cavs? Like, that was super impressive. But, um, you know, Nick Nurse came in and, like, he won a chip. Coach of the year this year as well. Yeah. I mean, a lot of that, a lot of people thought that, um, obviously, Kawhi was the captain and, like, the the, the player, sole player that that team was, like, built around that made that team go. But a lot of those guys now have that chip on their shoulder, a year of playoff run championship experience under their belt. That's going to help them and prepare them now going forward without Kawhi. Like Siakam's going to have to like take embrace that super, superstar role. Van Vliet's been playing well. Lowry's ankle. A lot of it is going to is going to is going to depend on how um, bad his ankle is messed up. I think because mm-hmm. Kim is playing really well for the Celtics. The Celtics are playing well in general. Tatum. Has broken out now. He's just playing like a superstar. Um, flip a coin. I think it'll go seven. I definitely think it'll go seven. I think every game will probably come down to the final possession. Um, I I my pick was the Raptors were going to go back to the finals. I'm going to stick with it. Okay. I, I wouldn't be surprised if the Celtics win though. 
I hate doing that because I'm not giving you a real answer, but I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go Raptors in seven. Raptors in seven or six. It's going to be a great... I think that's going to be the most interesting series until the Lakers play the Clippers. I'm looking forward to that the most. I still think the Rockets and Thunder will go seven. I think the Mavs are done. I think the, the Sixers win the next two. Uh, the the Clippers. Clippers win the next two and beat them in six, which I had initially predicted. Good call. Nice, nice. There you um, go. I uh yeah I'm with you I, I'm gonna go with the Raptors too man yeah yo you know what was crazy I was looking at like uh, season stats because I was trying to like uh, I was working on a video and then I kind of just scrapped it because I got lazy not gonna front <laughs> but I was gonna talk about Nick Nurse and like the Raptors bro I was looking at their stats you know Norman Powell averaged like 16 points a game this year no way yeah bro I didn't know that how crazy is that that is pretty wild. Is that is that not the most random like yeah. double figure yeah, guy? Like, like I didn't even know that. What? That's wild to me. They don't have one weak defensive player on their team. Yeah, they're they're very deep. Just like the Celtics, Celtics are a deep defensive team. It's gonna be a great like. If you like basketball, that game's gonna be played in the half court. If you turn the ball over, they're gonna make you pay. It's it's gonna be a chess match that whole series. What do you think about the Jazz and in the and the and the. In the uh, and the Nuggets. That's a great series. I thought the I thought Utah. I mean, I thought the the Nuggets were going to take care of them. Yeah, me too. Me too. And especially without Conley, like early on. You think that's going to go seven? I think Utah takes care of them, man. I think yeah. they take care of them. You know, Denver. Like, this might be a hot take, but I feel like Jokic needs a. He needs like a Hassan Whiteside on the court with him. Now, hear me out. Not the actual Hassan Whiteside, but he needs a defensive-minded, like like a Mitchell Robinson. Okay. Where because Jokic don't play no defense. No, he doesn't. And he gets exposed. And I think like if you have like a Mitchell Robinson behind him or a Hassan Whiteside to just be like, yo, you're just gonna rebound and block. Yeah. And let him not exert his energy, like hide him, float around, right? right? Like how the, you know, there, there's always like controversy, controversy over Curry's defensive prowess. Like, mm -hmm. is he a good defender? Is he not? Because he gets steals and he gets into passing lanes. But like one on one, like Kyrie and Russ, yeah, whenever they, were, they, would, they match up, hunt him all the time, and they would laugh at it. Yeah. Remember when the 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 famous clip of Durant and Russ? They're like, come on, man. Yeah, he's not a defensive. So. But the Warriors do a good job of surrounding him with a lot of great defensive players, and they hide him. Yeah. So my my thought process is if you're the Nuggets, you're probably looking at your roster. You're like, yo, if, if this Porter Jr. shit is real, maybe— Trade him? Nah, not trade him, but like— the idea of getting a defensive-minded guy, I think, would help them tremendously because Jokic ain't it. He's he's just not aggressive. I think his kryptonite is they were talking about it too. Is just he came against a really good defensive center that's playing at his peak right now, Rudy Gobert, yeah. and he's just not aggressive. He doesn't look involved. Like Jamal Murray's taking over. He's not they're not really running pick and roll. Like Jokic is like isoing on the wing as a big man. He's shooting jump shots. He's not going into the post. He's not playmaking like he usually does. He's not getting that rebound going coast to coast like he does. Like as, as you know, that makes him so unique as a big man. He's just not doing things that are like aggressive that are helping them to win. They say he he looks disinterested. I think that's fair. That's what I would. Uh, that's how I would describe it too. But I got Utah winning that. See, I know it's easy to say now because they're up. But yeah, it's three two right now. I think it could go seven. Jamal Murray, but see, a lot's gonna have to have to happen for the Nuggets in in order for them to either make it go seven or even win. Like Jamal Murray's gonna have to have a career game like every single night, like which is pretty wild. Unless Jokic get you know starts playing better. All right, what man. What you got for me? Uh, that's it, really. There's nothing else. Is there anything else you wanna you wanna talk about? You wanna ask? No, that's really it, bro. It, what, what do you have playing going forward though? Like, I don't want to end on a on a on a somber note. What do you have planned going forward? Some good news or something? Ah, man, I'm I'm apartment shopping. I'm trying to go. I'm trying to get out so I could set up a studio at an apartment. Um, nice little plug for the Patreon, I guess. But all that money that comes in from the Patreon, uh, it goes a long way, and it's going towards that. Also, like, uh, I want you guys to start like telling people about the podcast as well. Um, I don't emphasize that enough. That the I think the best way to grow something is word, word of to mouth, because 
it's just like if you have people that you trust and they could like vouch for something i think that's the best way like sorry but no like celebrity endorsement's gonna do anything for me right like oh shit this person's wearing a watch like nah that's not gonna do it for me right right, right. um i think word to mouth always prevails no matter what it is is it a restaurant is it like oh you just got married at this like chapel or this fucking catering hall like oh where was it was it good yeah the service was great it was awesome all right look, me and the plus one are gonna start looking so just you tell go. your friends about the show follow us where you need to follow us big ups to the members of the patreon orvica Christopher Velasquez, Ryan Pisner, Corey Johnson Hoops, um, Derek Pleates, and Nick Chavez. I appreciate you guys. And also, over the weekend, we're doing the live drawing for Madden 21. Madden 21, $10 tier or yo, higher. Can we rig that? What's up? Is a, <laughs> yo, sign up to the Patreon, bro. Throw me a bone. What's up, Mr. GPP? So, Patreon, $10 donation. Uh, for the month of August, we'll get you in there. And also, staying with the Patreon, the NFL Pick'em Contest. We're starting to get names in there. If you guys want to sign up, last year I think the prize was like 300 bucks. we gave. This year we'll probably up it. I'll definitely sign it up. There was a, there was a, a guest guest spot on the podcast, too, for the winner. It was really cool. So now is that Pick'em like every week or is it like a suicide pool? Nah, it's every week. You just pick, uh, you pick against the spread. Okay. And then whoever has the most. I've never done one of those yeah, before. Yeah, yeah. So and you pick every game, which is cool. And then like the the tiebreaker is like Monday night. Oh, nice. And do they do you do Sunday night too, right? They do everything. Every okay. Game. Do you participate? Yeah. Fire. So they're like going against you, or yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. No, you're going right. against everyone. What sucks is you got to be on top of it because like of I course. I missed one week. I completely forgot about oh, it. Oh yeah, you get killed. And then like I was never 16, able. Yeah, I was never can't. able to make up ground. Mm-hmm. So yeah, guys, check that out. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you guys next time. I'm coming for real, taking that food right off of your grill. Nikki too ill, can't let it drop and me spill. Clogging the lane, I'm feeling the strain. I'm here for the spot to be filled. Not to be cocky, but all of you watching while I'm in the cup paying property bills. Shoots ready. Boy, the things I go through to get auto loan rates as low as 0.99% APR for 60 months on new vehicles with PenFed. You are aware that you don't have to be a military member to save hundreds on your auto loan, aren't you? Anyone can join PenFed. As someone terrified of heights, I probably should have looked into that. Probably. Drop me off at the shore. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash autos or call 1-800-247-5626. Advertised rates available through the PenFed car buying service. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.